0: Hi, friends. I'm Stacey Bellward. Welcome to today's episode of the Connected Families podcast. I'm so glad you are here. This podcast is listened to by people in over 50 countries, and all of us have had very similar experiences in our daily lives over the last year. We've had disruptions in our schedules, forced isolation from people and events and activities that we really care about. Our kids have had to learn to do school differently. Many people's jobs have looked very different. So many people, maybe you, have experienced real hardship, loss, pain, the emotional toll of it all. Well, without minimizing that very real and very raw pain, we want to talk today about raising overcomers. As Christians, we believe that adversity is a chance to learn important lessons that will make us stronger. And most of us would probably say that we desire to raise resilient, gritty, faith-filled kids that can overcome difficulty and challenges. We want them, like the Apostle Paul in Philippians 4, 13, to be able to say in the face of trials, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, but... Daily life throws us curveballs. So, how can we be intentional to raise our kids to be overcomers? That is the question for this next 30 minutes. So, welcome Jim and Lynn, co founders of Connected Families, to the mic. Hi, you guys. Hey, Stacy. Good to be there. Yep. Hi, Jim. Well, we're going to cover raising overcomers in this episode and actually in next week's episode also. But I would like to start by acknowledging this season that we just Mm. walked through. Actually, we are still walking through it, aren't we, all over the world? I know that people that I've talked to have really a wide range of perspectives and experiences. Some have really like appreciated this year. It's been kind of yeah. like a nice break in the chaos and all the activities, but I know that for other people, they're really just hanging on by a thread right now. So I just wanted to start mm-hmm. off by having, mm-hmm. let's just have a little conversation. How has the year affected you personally? And then how has our faith... <sighs> given us perspective.
1: Wait a minute. So you want us to talk about our struggles this year?
0: (laughs) That's where we're going to start.
1: Yes. Oh my goodness. I thought this was all about our wisdom for somebody else. Well, I, I mean, honestly, I don't know Lynn and correct me if you think I'm wrong here, but I think this year has put to the test the things that we teach parents in our own lives more than any year of our marriage. Would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, the year really launched just before COVID. I lost my dad. Just before that, Lynn lost her mom. We went through death as a family. And then we went through our own family, our three kids and us, some, some tension and crisis in our family. And then COVID hit. And that just sort of exploded all of that grief that was not yet resolved. And how do we do it now? And it's confused. And, and there were some things that were over the lives of our parents, but there were some things that were different and we had lost in the lives of or in the relationships with our kids. And so we were in a grieving process and then COVID hit and we had to reorganize and restructure all of our content streams at Connected Families. Mm-hmm. Lynn, you were right in the middle of that. Yep.
2: That was incredibly stressful, but not as stressful as just watching one of our kids really suffer this year.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of our kids and you know, the story is still fresh and raw and ongoing, but encountered a number of different sorts of trauma. And mm-hmm. as a result, had some a fashion of a mental health crisis. And we got drawn into the life of our adult child in a very unexpected way. And so there was that and I think COVID was a partner to that. And you know, it's all complicated, we don't know. But what we do know is, is that our challenge was, to be safe with him, with others in our lives, to not allow the stress and the crush of all this stuff that was going on to define us, to consume us. To steal our joy. You know, that verse you read at the outset, Stacy. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. A lot of times, you know, you see that athletes use that as sort of their moniker. And it's really sort of a, a I can do this. You know, I can make the basket or, or dance the dance or whatever.
0: Which but, is take it out of context. That man. is so out of context. Yes.
1: It's so out of context. I can do all things is on the heels of Paul saying, man, I've been in jail. I've been beaten. Yes. I've been in prison. I've lived with nothing been hungry i've mm-hmm. also been you know been taken care of and i've had i've had this extreme set of things go on in my life but essentially paul tells us none of that defines me i can go through all of this kinds of stuff not because of my grit and my strength but because of christ who strengthens me
0: yeah and i love it because i'm actually studying philippians right now with a group of friends and in that section he says a number of times that he learned he learned and he practiced To be content in all situations, which I just love because it means that Mm -hmm. we don't have to have it right away. We can be okay not having learned that contentment, but then having a mindset that we want to learn it and we want to get better at it, just like Paul did. So when he wrote those verses, he was at the end of his life. When mm-hmm. he was able to say that. Yeah. And I
2: think there's no tougher challenge for that for parents than when one of your kids is really struggling. And we've walked in that this year. And it's really been true, but that's just such an opportunity for God's mm-hmm. grace to come alive in our lives in a way that our kids notice. And a key verse this year has been for me has been Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I have to say that resting in that verse and in just that sense of even when my child is struggling, Jesus is enough and I can be okay so that I can Overflow to that child with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That's where it's really been at for my parenting challenge, for my spiritual challenge this year. And I have to say, our son has noticed the resilience and the hope in Gemini in this year, and it's been really impactful. Mm-hmm. And we just give God the glory for yeah, that because sure. we couldn't do that on our own.
1: I mean, in a practical way, Stacy. I think Lynn and I both in our own ways have made a, a commitment to do the best we know how to do, to trust in the Lord with all our heart, to not lean on our own understanding about all this, to acknowledge him in all our ways. And, you know, that sounds lofty and spiritual and all of that. And I get that sometimes we just have to sort of grit our way through it. But very practically for me, what that's meant is I, I've made a goal to trust in the Lord to the degree that I can go to sleep at night with my head on the pillow, no matter what's going on outside with all this good goofy circumstances and have a smile on my face because of God's goodness, God's faithfulness to me, apart from any of these circumstances, apart from things working out. And during the hardest, toughest days when everything was pressing in, I just kept going back and, you know, meditation, I've heard that the definition of meditation is a sort of senseless repetition of a thought or idea or prayer or Bible verse. Hmm. And it's not about this deep thinking about something and unpacking it and trying to figure it and sort it all out. It's just about remembering the basic thing that is true, which is God, you are with me. God, you are present. God, you are merciful. God, Mm -hmm. you have given me the strength through Christ to do all things. Mm -hmm. and you even are with me here now and i can sleep most nights yeah with very few exceptions i'm able to go to sleep now then there's that time when i wake up at three in the morning like most of us do and then (laughs) it all starts to stew again Mm -hmm. and i have to start literally yelling at myself no jim you can't solve this right now nothing is going to change at this time of day you can sleep god is good god is faithful yeah let's let's trust
0: Mm -hmm. I love that, Jim. So I hear you kind of practicing (laughs) gratitude and just controlling your thoughts and focusing on what you know about God and who he is in your life Mm -hmm. and thinking about that over and over again until you fall asleep. Your
2: kids will notice that, especially if you do that process out loud with them. So we've overheard our son talking to his friends about how resilient we are. And, you know, it it might even mean sitting down at night and writing gratitude notes to people with my left hand because I broke my right arm, (laughs) Jim getting over COVID, losing his beloved sense of smell and being resilient and letting our son watch him wrestle with that and hang on to Jesus, knowing that he tastes and see that the Lord is good. So these are all these things we go to through are such opportunities for our kids to watch and learn. And that's really our foundation yeah. and our authority for helping our own kids with resilience. Yeah,
1: hmm. I want to make a quick note about that. Because for me, I have to be really careful about that kind of thinking, Lynn, that you just said, because I think what you said is absolutely true. But it's not that I need to do this because my kids are watching. Right. It's that I need to do hmm. this because God is good. Mm -hmm. and I can experience God's goodness and I want to experience God's goodness. And then, oh, by the way, as I do that, there are people watching and that's a good thing. And they may or may not embrace my mindset about all of this. They might ask questions about it. They might not, but it's not about them. It's about me and my relationship with Jesus and being solid there in the midst of COVID and quarantine and losing smell and my wife breaking her arm. And now I get the day I get out of quarantine, I have to start fixing all the meals and doing all the laundry. My goodness.
0: I love that, Jim, because what you're saying is that this is the overflow of our faith and it's our faith with the Lord and the way that we want to walk. And that is really our primary motivation. And out of that overflow, our kids witness it and watch it. And, and really ultimately then they choose, do they want that or not? You know, and they, and they choose how they want to walk forward. It's been a hard season for me too. I don't know if how many of the people in our community know, but my oldest was born in Ethiopia. So when the death of George Floyd happened, that really launched a lot of really hard conversations in our house. We call it a transracial adoption family. That's what we are. So lots of race conversations and that was hard. There's just not always answers to those Uh things. And then COVID Uh comes. So the other thing about my family is that my husband is Scottish, which means that his parents and all that side of the family is in Scotland. And so through the course of COVID, Papa Eric (laughs) was um, put in a home. And all this time, we haven't been able to go and visit and, you know, care for his mom, all the things. It's just hard when you are forced to not be with people, especially during these times of life that you want to be. And um, so I think that for my family, the way that faith was infused into it was that we would just get together in the evenings and we would list out our prayer requests and we would bring them to the Lord was the Mm. only thing that we could do. There were no answers. We have lots of conversations and we talk. Through it, we have empathy, but God is our safe place. And we can leave all of these cares and burdens with Him, knowing that He cares for us. So that was our experience. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's beautiful
1: and it's so important. And it's all the right things. And then I know also that there are families who have sought to you know to do these right things. But I mean, we know there's some families listening who seek, you know, they want to gather their kids around the table and share a meal and, and pray together. And the kids are fighting over who had more Zoom time today or who had to have more Zoom time today yes. or any number of different squabbles. And, you know, it all falls apart. Yes. And, and we're familiar with that, too.
0: We are. So let's transition to the topic that we want to cover today about raising overcomers. I think that all parents have their ears perked because we all dream of our kids rising above and making a difference in their world, mm-hmm. which is why it's just so hard and actually quite discouraging when we see our kids struggle, or especially when we feel like they're not trying or giving up really quick. So... Lynn, where do we
2: start? Well, as always at Connected Families, we try to help parents start with what's going on in them related to this issue. What's going on under the surface in my heart as a parent. And I know so often when parents have kids that are just overwhelmed, they give up easily. Parents can so quickly go to a phrase like, oh, my child is just a quitter, or I'm not going to raise a quitter or something where we're labeling that child in our mind in a way that sort of gives them this unfortunate identity. And the good news about this issue is that it can really make a huge difference when we just begin to reshape our beliefs in line with God's grace and truth and hope. So instead of, oh, my child is a quitter, we can go, this is a great opportunity to grow resilience in my child. And I have lots of time to develop that. And, you know, I have encouraged numerous parents that your kids that you have today are probably going to be very different from your kids in five or 10 years. And we just saw each one of our kids with a major characteristic, just make a 180 as they matured. She loved new shiny things. And I was sure she was going to be so materialistic. (laughs) We had plenty of time to help her with that and raise her to be a frugal, thoughtful young lady. And our intense, agitated preschooler is now our most easygoing kiddo. So our kids can just do about faces. And we have to have confidence that the child we have today is not necessarily the child we're going to have in a long time. And the Lord wants to partner with us as we all grow in godly character Mm -hmm. and values.
1: Well, I think that's a key phrase, Lynn, as we all grow, which really is, you know, it's about Us recognizing this past season, as we've really stated, if I had just thought to myself, you know, I've kind of spiritually arrived and it's my job to lead my kids through all of this stuff. I would have missed the opportunity to be a person in process. Mm -hmm. I'm not complete yet. I'm still being brought to completion until the day of Christ. It's an ongoing work. And to lead the way with this mindset, I'm one of you. We're together in this. This isn't me. I've got it all together. And I'm inviting you to you know, not be materialistic or become easygoing or to not be so self-centered. I, I can be self-centered. I can be materialistic. Mm-hmm. I can be too intense and too upset about the things. And so let's talk about your life and my life and, and how I'm dealing with it and how you want to deal with it. And that's where it becomes as practical as it can be. It's not, hey, child, you, you know, you need to be more this or that or the other thing. It's, hey, child, did you know that the struggle you're struggling, I struggle too.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that we're in this together. And even in our house this year, it's been, we can all learn together and I have older teenagers. So that was, you know, the racial justice issues. It was political issues. It was all the conversations like together we're in this, we can change our minds. We can get more information. And so I love that. All right, well, let's take a break. And after the break, we'll come back and continue our conversation. Sound good? Great. Have you heard, I don't want to do it, or I want it now? You aren't alone. Families everywhere are struggling against a growing sense of entitlement and lack of motivation. We have a four-session course called The Entitlement Fix. We made it for busy parents in mind. You know, at Connected Families, we approach all parenting topics from a biblical and research perspective. Did you know that brain science plays a role in your child's entitlement? And parents can learn how to work with the brain to avoid entitlement? And I'm guessing that the biblical response to entitlement will not be what you imagine. I think it will give you an exciting vision for your family. You know, I remember the day when I opened up my email and my middle school daughter had shared a Google Doc with me. That doc had a list of hyperlinks for every single thing she wanted right then she wrote hey mom just in case you wanted to get me everything i want it would only cost 659 dollars well i had a good laugh with her and we worked out a couple jobs so that she could earn money to get a couple of those things on her list you guys i've learned tools to work through situations like that with a light heart and strategy and you can too I encourage you to register for the Entitlement Fix online course today. When you register, you'll be able to interact with an online community of parents experiencing the same struggles as you. You don't have to feel defeated on the topic of entitlement. Register today by following the link on our show notes or head to connectedfamilies.org forward slash resources. All right, Jim and Lynn, we're back after the break. And before the break, we had been talking about our own resiliency as parents to come through these hard times. And I can hear parents in our community saying, well, there are times when I feel like I model resiliency pretty well to my kids, but there's other times I don't feel resilient at all. I feel like I model exhaustion. I model fear, even despair. Um, Jim, what would you say to a parent like that?
1: Yeah, me too. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I mean truly me too that's the fight I think if we need to be so strong that we don't show those things or admit those things you know what our kids need from us is not to see perfect parents they need to see humanity in action humanness in their parents Mm -hmm. and then the effort uh, when we've blown it to restore to reconcile to go back to make things right we talk about this idea all the time at Connected Families of making things right and in these days We've had maybe more opportunities per week than ever to make things right because we're cramped inside homes and cars and not able to eat out, but have to, you know, get deliveries and fight for the computers and and struggle with whether kids are going to school or not today, or whether the school is going to change their rules this week, or whatever it might be. And the tension is just always high, the uncertainty about how life is going to be. So we're bound in our humanity to get overwhelmed by all of that and to do the things people do when they get overwhelmed. That's okay. That's normal. That's what's going to happen. The key is not to not have that stuff happen as I see it. The key is to restore well when it does.
0: So Jimmy, you just talked about do-overs and making it right. And I just Wonder if you have a thought just on how that relates to kind of the despair or the fear maybe even a little depression that we felt as mm-hmm. parents especially in this last year like you know I I wouldn't call that a failure how right. do we just talk to our kids about that
1: wow you know I think it can be quite simple it can be as simple as going through a thing and you know there's these things that we say to ourselves oh I blew it again oh mm-hmm. I feel like such a failure oh I I don't know what to do sometimes and so I I either wilt or I get too overpowering and I mean as if we can recognize those Things internally, then it may be as simple as going to our kids and saying, Kids, can I just ask for some prayer about something as I go through these things? Sometimes I get too overbearing. I know I do. Mm -hmm. And I would love you to forgive me for that. And I want to let you know, I want to be working on that.
0: Mm I love it. And, you know, my hunch is that really, there's a lot more overcomerness in that, that maybe Mm -hmm. that parent isn't seeing, Mm -hmm. Yeah. what do you think, Lynn? Oh, for sure. And I think an issue that you're hitting
2: on Jim there is the whole issue of overcoming shame which is a real foundation to this whole topic, both for us as parents and for our kids. You know, First of all, to overcome shame and when we apologize to our kids, to just do so with a sense of God's grace. And it's like, oh, I blew it again. I'm so Mm. thankful for God's grace. Would you forgive me? Or can I try that again? Or whatever it is. And that models overcoming shame. And then Mm. also looking for things that we're doing well as a parent. I have coaching parents come in all the time. They drag themselves in in such a discouraged place. And I start poking around for what's going well and what they're doing that's helpful. And we realize there's a lot of stuff that is going on that's going well and where parents are overcoming. And they're just even getting food on the table. Do you know how much of a sense of security that creates in kids and how important that is? And they're taking the time to tuck kids in at night and to just do some things that they're overlooking, but it really is possible of that overcomer Mm -hmm. of getting through the daily stuff that your kids need and celebrating when you do and recognizing that blesses the heart of God when you just do that basic care for your child that creates stability in their Mm -hmm. lives and view that as you are overcoming the stresses that make that so difficult.
1: Yeah, And we, as parents, we play scripts to ourselves over and over again. Oh, I blew it. I blew it again. Can't I ever get it right? And what we invite parents to recognize, Lynn, this is, I think, a reframing a little bit of what you said is, do you always blow it? What about those times when you don't? Whatever it is that you say to yourself then, and if you don't, then maybe it would be important to learn a new script. You know what? I blow it sometimes, but I love my kids so much and we're growing. Mm -hmm. I'm growing. I love my kids and I blow it sometimes, but I'm really growing. I'm learning. And I mean, honestly, as I laid in my room for 10 days of quarantine, because I couldn't go out and spread my COVID to the world, (laughs) um, at least I decided not to.
0: Thank you very much.
1: I started doing some of this more. Like I had a lot of time and I didn't mm-hmm. have a lot of pressure. I was tempted to get bored and to get discouraged and to wonder if I was ever going to smell or taste again. And, and I, I started to just work on new little scripts to encourage myself. You know what? You're doing pretty well, Jim. God has been faithful to you. God is present in this. It's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And okay doesn't mean circumstantially okay. It's going to be okay, you and Jesus. We're going to get yeah. through this.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so great. Actually, Jim, it also reminds me of of what you started in the beginning talking about how you fall asleep. So there really is a lot here about deciding what we are thinking about, isn't there? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: And so, you know, you're facing a challenging bedtime with your kids and you can think, you know what, I got three meals on the table for my kids today even if one of them came out of a bag, I'm an overcomer. I can do this bedtime.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll I will get it. there.
2: You know, the whole, Holy Spirit's going to empower me to do this. And to just lean into that sense of authority and hope that we have as parents, that we are overcoming. We're in the process of overcoming and God will help us to do even more.
0: So I hear you guys talking about speaking the truth in love, both to yourselves, but also about your kids. Can you say more about that? Well, part of the truth that we can speak to ourselves is the truth that we have a calling
2: to build resilience in our child's life. And Jesus says we are overcomers, so we can lean into being an overcomer in the challenge of raising a resilient child. Because the Holy Spirit loves nothing more than to partner with parents to guide them to raise those kiddos that that God loves so very much. So just leaning into that identity for ourselves, I'm an overcomer in the challenge of raising a resilient overcoming child. Hmm. And then there's specific beliefs that we can, can use to sort of shore that up. Like this is going to take a little resilience on my part. We'll get there. I have plenty of time to help them. And then leaning into that with just a sense of authority and hope. That's part of our birthright as children of God. God has given, placed me in authority over these kids. And and he has given us a hope that comes with his presence in our lives and our families. And it just makes, it makes such a difference also of what we're talking about when we talk about building resilience. If I just want to, you know, like develop this child that can strike out and then be resilient and hit a home run and make me look really good. That's really very different and I know God is calling me to raise children that can go through hard things for the sake of God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of resilience that he is right there partnering with us in and he will help us.
0: Ooh, that's so good, Lynn. And I know I actually even did a little talk on this in the power of questions online course. But I think that when I think about resiliency in my life and in my parenting, this to me is the biggest foundation is that I'm not parenting alone and that God is there with me, and he is helping me, and that he is the one really ultimately that is going to give me the ideas that I need, but also parent them through these hard Mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. So vital. So vital.
1: I want to put a plug in for my wife right now. And I've said this in other places, but I want to say it here. I've watched you tenaciously when times get tough to lean into Jesus, to lean into God's word, to spend time journaling and kind of root out those those false statements that you keep telling yourself and and replace them with new scripts of truth so that so that you can identify yourself by the truth of God's word and identify your experience by the truth of God's word and identify the challenge within your relationships with the truth of God's word day in and day out and day in and day out and I can't say enough about what a what an inspiration that is to me mm-hmm. even in this hard Season... Not good at notebooks and journals and you know all the things, but I'm working to be in the Word every day and to let God's Word define me too. And that's such an important part of this journey that we can't emphasize enough and come back to time and time again as we go through these things. The Word of God is real. It's for COVID. It's for quarantine. It's for distance learning. It's for now. It's for us, and it's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. And we can decide to live by that truth. Or or not. And the work of faith is to fight the fight of faithfulness that Jesus is who he said he was. God's word is what it says it is. And we can trust that's the fight of faith. And we never do it perfectly, but that's our fight.
0: Thank you for that, Jim. Lynn, would you just close us in prayer? Lord, we do breathe in your
2: presence, your grace, your strength for hard times, because we know that's the bedrock of where we stand when the storms blow and the winds hit and we feel like we will be overrun. And yet it is you that stands with us, that walks us through the dark valley, that keeps us anchored in all those different situations. And we lean into you. I pray for these parents that they would sense your presence, your strength, and your authority that you have given Mm -hmm. them as they parent these precious kids. We ask this in Jesus name. Amen.
0: Amen. Thanks, Jim and Lynn. You're going to stick around for part two, aren't you? Let's do it. We will. All right. Hey friends, we want to hear from you. What did you find helpful from today's podcast? Let us know by sharing a comment or feel free to leave a parenting question there too. We might be able to cover it in an upcoming question and answer episode. Don't miss a single episode. Subscribe now. Next week's episode will be part two of Raising Overcomers. For more information about Connected Families and about any of our online courses, including the Entitlement Fix, go to connectedfamilies.org. See you next time.